Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It is time to get to kick off. We have breaking news. Okay, if you care about the NFL, you will care about this story. Nick Bosa, he has not been at the last 40 days plus of camp, but it's over. The reigning defensive player of the year got paid five years, just over 122 guaranteed and $170 million total. I got to get to the desk because this news really shocked us in the middle of the <laughs> pre-show meeting. James Jones, what's your instant reaction? Ooh, money, 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 money. It's well deserved, though, man. The Niners know it is no Super Bowl without Nick Bosa in that building, happy yep. and ready to play football. So this deal had to get done, should have been done. Should have been and done. I'm glad they got it done. But my goodness, his pants is sagging. The bed he got is sagging. <laughs> that is some big time money. Uh, I love it. I love Bosa. it. That is James Jones to the right. Brilliant, Dr. Joy Taylor. Joy, how are we? I'm good. I'm, I'm not as good as Nick Bosa today. No, <laughs> Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn, Shady McCoy, my former teammate, my current teammate. Uh, Shady, let me get your reaction. $170 million, dollars, five years. Nick Bosa, what does it mean? Man, man. 170? 170, oh quarterback God. money. You know what, though? He deserves it. Yep. I mean, he's the best player on that team. They're not the same team without him. Um, I know it was coming. I was kind of surprised, though, how long it took. Mm -hmm. That's the type of guy, like, let's write this check off. Don't play with him. You see them numbers. But I'm happy for him, though. Now, he a beast. But you know what I'm really happy for this Talk guy? Talk to me. Because a guy from my hometown in Harrisburg, Michael Parsons is going to double that. They focused on Nick Bosa right now. But, but, but I love, you know, I like Nick. Fair. Joy Taylor, talk to me. 170, <laughs> five years, 122 guaranteed. What's your reaction? You did say it in the meeting. Come on, man. Hey, listen, Mike is happy today. Ooh. Uh, they should all be happy if they're playing at this level. I I'm not surprised. These are the type of players that you have to get in the building. He's one of, if not the best player on the team, defense player of the year. 34 sacks since 2021. He mm. leads the NFL. We know what kind of impact he has on this team. And look, this is a part of the formula that the 49ers win with. That's they are true. dominant with high-level talent, and then they worry about the quarterback later. So it's essential that he gets quarterback money and that he gets in the building. I'm not surprised that the deal got done. The numbers are expansive, mm. but it's deserved. And look, I'm, I'm happy whenever a player gets paid and gets, gets compensated for the work that they put in. Niners defense is complete. It's complete. Oh, you go. know what's fascinating? Here I know. I know. Season, you will learn on this show, I love the Niners like my own. Okay. Like truly like my we own. Adopted them. Uh, straight up and down. <laughs> I ain't even going to lie to you. Um, we have heard the Jets say, yo, we want to have an 85 Bears defense. We want to have a uh, Legion of Boom defense. We've heard the Cowboys say, yo, we want to have the best defense in football. You want to know who we haven't heard say that? The Niners. Mm. Because they let their play do the talking. 
And now that Nick Bosa is officially signed, sealed, and delivered, they can once again let their play do the talking. Cowboys think they got the best defense in football. Ravens might think they have the best defense in football. Jets want to have the best defense in football. The San Francisco 49ers do have the best defense in football because they have the defensive player of the year, the best defensive player in football, plus Fred Warner on the back end, mm-hmm. Javon Hargrave in the middle. Mm-hmm. You got Hufung gets safety. On the outside, you got Ward, 6-1, doing his thing, holding it down. You could not start the season without Bosa in my mind, and now they have it. The missing puzzle piece yeah. is put in place. I love to see it. Absolutely. And you, you couldn't start the season without him because you hear all them boys in the secondary that you named? They ain't like that without 97 all coming off that edge. They know. Time clock in my head, this mm-hmm. football has to come out in two seconds. If it's three seconds, what's going on? No right? Doubt. 97 should Woo! be there, right? Same thing for Fred. He knows, man, it ain't going to be too many times you finna single block. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa. It ain't going to be too many times. So you know what that means? I'm going to be able to run and make tackles sideline to sideline because I know my brother's taking on a double team. It was no surprise in preseason. He got a tackle and he said, hey, that man, because he know we need him here. So this is big for the Niners defense and they know they chasing the Super Bowl. Niners also open week one versus the Steelers. And we know, at least everybody should know by this point, how much better the Steelers will be this year. Yep. I had already conceded defeat to the Steelers. I was like, oh, without Nick Bosa, Steelers are going to win. I'm not going to read too much into it, mm. but Steelers are going to get that dub. But now that Nick Bosa is back, I do believe the San Francisco 49ers should once again elevate themselves to the top of the NFC. Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, in my mind, they should be shady in a league of the Wrong. I don't think they win that game. He, Nick's not going to play this game that much. Mm. Right? Hey, man, look. It, it first, was the Niners' fault? Y'all should have been paying me. If you'd have been paying me, I'd have been in camp. So now, you know, when, when you take this time to, to get paid, he missed some camp, so mm-hmm. he got to uh, rep it back up a little bit. Yeah. Right? Because you want him to pull nothing. So I still think the Niners might lose this game. That is very, very possible. Well, speaking of teams that might lose games, how about one tomorrow night? Remember, the Kansas City Chiefs are without their star defensive tackle, Chris Jones. The contract has still not been settled, but also the man on your screen, Travis Kelsey, he hyperextended his knee yesterday. Now his ACL is intact, but we do not know if Travis Kelsey, killer Trav, will play. Chris Jones, he's likely out. Travis Kelsey, still uncertain. I am perplexed as to what is going on. Joy, I will come to you first because there's a lot going on in Kansas City and we have to tell you about it because this is urgent, urgent, urgent information. Is it too much for Mahomes to overcome when you don't have Chris Jones, when you don't have Travis Kelsey? For this week, no, I don't think so because he's still got Andy Reid. Yep. And he's still the best quarterback in the league. And while we constantly talk about how they don't have any talent, somehow that no-talent team managed to win the Super Bowl Bowl over a team that we think is extremely talented Mm -hmm. in the Philadelphia Eagles. So long-term, yeah, this is a problem. you got to get Chris Jones in the building, and you want Travis Kelsey back healthy. We know just the sheer volume of attention and and completions and attempts that go his way. He's a quarter of their offense. So you want to have him there long-term. You want Chris Jones in the building long-term. But for for this week – I also can't help but feel like we keep talking about what a bad situation that they're in. You know how Patrick is. You know he's sitting there paying attention to every single little jab. Keep receipts. Mm -hmm. And he's just just counting them up, Andy, too. (laughs) And and also, you know, aside from that, like chip on the shoulder, motivation, all that stuff, that can only go so far. You still have to have the bodies on the field to get it done. But Andy is a genius. And he is planning for a game plan without Travis Kelsey as well. So I, I don't think in the in the short term they're in trouble, but long term, yes, obviously you need Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones if you're going to get it done this year. Yeah, game. I think Joy's absolutely right. Number one, this ain't the playoffs. It ain't Joey B. It ain't Josh Allen. It ain't Aaron Rodgers. It ain't you know any of the Lamar Jackson. It ain't it ain't those dudes. And you haven't had a lot of games 
to get ready yep. and clicking on all cylinders. So for me, this is week one, right? We do expect the Lions to be better, but not better than the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And one thing I know about playing with great quarterbacks, you always think you're going to win because you always think they're going to make the right play. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's going to happen. I think this game will be extremely close. When it comes down yeah. to the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes will make a play with whoever's out there at the wide receiver spot and get his team to W. But this is week one. The Lions are going to be figuring out what they're trying to do on offense, you know, going up against Andy Reid and Patty Mahomes, who know exactly what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm rocking with Patty on this one. Yeah, I, I got to go with Patty, too. I got to go with Patty. I got to go with Andy Reid. I got to go with the Chiefs. I mean, they don't have Travis Kelsey. He might not play. And Chris Jones, he's, he's obviously not playing. But Andy Reid's that type of coach, man, where he doesn't like to run the ball. But this type of game where he might run the ball. He's going to do whatever it takes to win. He's that smart. Even, like, if you go back to the, um, the Super Bowl um, against the Chiefs and the Eagles. Yep. As great as Patrick Mahomes played, as great as Andy Reid called plays, think about this, though. They had two touchdowns. Way too far. Two touchdowns. Educate the viewers now. We got we got the plays. What's that, what's that? We got the plays. Okay. We got on? the plays. Uh, we, which one you talk? You want to go uh, Kadarius Tony first? That, which okay. one you want to go first? Okay. okay. Which one we want to go first? Because we got the we got the we got the play. Y'all ready for it? Y'all ready for it? Y'all ready for it? Here goes. Here goes. Here goes. Here goes. Here goes. Oh, we. I wasn't uh, sure what was going on. Uh, what, what two plays are you referencing? Well, the, the two plays that he scored touchdowns were uncontested. Yep. That's coaching. I mean, as great as Patrick Holmes is, he just flipped that ball out there. Mm -hmm. That's Andy Reid dicing him up. Yeah. Two in a, in, in a championship game. You, uh, two touchdowns uncontested. Stuff like that is an example why I think that the Chiefs will win this game because, yeah, they might not have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Chris Jones might not play. It's the first game, and it's against the Detroit Lions. I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are so great that they can get things done. Let me ask all, you this, though, time. Shady. Do you, think that, do you think that there's enough of Look a scheme advantage to outdo the talent advantage that the Lions might have in this game without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones? I'm going to say it again, man. I've watched Andy Reid win games with less talent. It's been a time where Andy Reid told me and Deshaun Jackson, we were messing up, being knuckleheads. He said, listen, I've won more games, NFC Championship games, than y'all ever played. And if y'all don't get your act together, y'all will not play. And let me know that basically he don't need us to win games. Ooh, you're you're not that, wrong. And that's how good he is, though. You're I not mean, wrong. If we go back to, to, to uh, uh, what's um, the quarterbacks from, not McNabb, but um, Cobb. Cobb. I played with Cobb. Mm. We won games with Kyle. Just say that. <laughs> um, um, what's T.O.'s um, quarterback? Um, um, dang. The, uh, he played with T.O. in San Francisco, and he came to the Eagles. What's his name? Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Garcia. Yeah, 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 State, yeah. baby. He went there? Yes, sir. But he was solid, but I watched him beat good defenses yeah. with Jeff Garcia as the quarterback. Yeah. We had Todd Pinkston. I don't want to, you know, uh, talk bad about guys, but, like, he didn't have a whole bunch of great players like Travis Kelsey. He was still winning games, so... I go back to things like that, like, man, they still got a chance. And they still have Patrick Mahomes. So if I had to put any money on no it. There's no question they'll be geez, baby. prepared for whatever Absolutely. they're going to go out there with tomorrow. So that, that part doesn't worry me. And, and look, like, I think we all think the Lions are ascending and we think that they're going to have a nice year. I do. But it is week one, so there are some adjustments that they're going to have to make as well, like you said. I just, I can't keep piling on the Chiefs. It makes me feel uncomfortable, no matter how much they're going out there with or not. I just have too much faith in what Andy Reid and that man can do. But to be honest with you, to piggyback off Shady, that's film study, right? That's watching the Eagles all year long, right? Because when you're getting prepared for a Super Bowl game, you're watching every game from the season, mm -hmm. right? So you're seeing what they're doing, right? Week five, oh, that's, a, that's how they play a man-to-man. -man. Week 10, oh, they switched it up a little bit. That's how they play a man-to-man. -man. Oh, that's how they play man-to-man -man in the playoffs, right? So... 
you're able to game plan for that, and that showed up in the Super Bowl, them game planning that, knowing that they're trying to pass this stuff off. So you know what? We finna counter motion. They pass it off. Boom, this is what the result's going to be. You don't know what Detroit finna bring week one. You know what I mean? And Travis Kelsey ain't there. And you have no clue if they play in cover three. You have no clue if they play man-to-man on third. You, you don't really know how they approach oh. in this game. So for me, it's going to come down to them halftime adjustments of them trying to get locked in. And it's going to be tough without Travis But nobody Kelsey. makes better adjustments than injury. But, but one thing no, is, I'm with you. so you had a whole season to, to watch last year, right? Mm-hmm. It's a new year. Same coordinator. And one thing I learned about coordinators on offense and defense, when it gets hot, right, I'm going to go through what I know. Same as a player. It's a jam, right? I get a, I get a catch in the flat. It's a defender. And we need to have it. I'm going to give them the same moves I'm comfortable with. Same mm-hmm. thing with coordinators. I need a pressure. I'm going to give them the same blitz that I'm comfortable with. It's the same thing. So I, I guess my point is all that tape he's going to watch from all last year, because that's what Andy Reid does. He'll sit in that office. He's going to get him a burger. And he's going to watch all that <laughs> whole tape from last year from get week one all the way to the last game of the season. Yeah. And they're going to be prepared for the line. But, but then again, though, who's I, out I there coach playing. Little League football, right? Each year we get a couple new players. Ooh, we could do this now. Right, so certain stuff you may have did last year, it's like, you know what I mean? That that was my favorite coverage last year because that's what I had. This year with my additions, now I can do this. Let me ask, Joy, are you more concerned about the Chiefs' offense or the Chiefs' defense? Defense, obviously, Mm. without Chris Jones. Offense, obviously, potentially without Travis Kelsey. But you're going up against the easy answer is obviously the Chiefs' defense. But the Chiefs' offense is going to have to score points. Lions, I remind y'all, America last year put up over 40 twice, put up over 30, I believe, four times, not counting the over 40 games. If you put up, count the over 40 games, put up over 30, I believe, six times. So who are you more concerned about, defense, offense for the Chiefs? Well, I think you just made a very good case I should be more concerned about the Chiefs' defense. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are focusing on the offensive side of the ball. Chris Jones is the one that's not there, and the Lions' strength, at least last year, was their offense and the ability to score points. So yeah. I'm way more concerned about the Chiefs' defense than I am what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid can do without Travis Kelsey. Well, the Arizona Cardinals might be concerned, but not for a reason you think. See, everybody thinks the Cardinals are tanking to draft Caleb Williams, superstar out of USC. But Caleb Williams' dad spoke up today and said he might return to USC if the team that has the number one pick is not suitable for Caleb. That's next on Speed. Mm. Remember, check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel. Serious. Real smart, Dad. Real smart. <laughs> Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE Trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Let's get to second and short. This story shocked me as we get to our second topic of the day. Now, Caleb Williams, top Heisman, top candidate to win the Heisman, might go back-to-back first person since Archie Griffin. Remember, he won it last year. Supposed to be the number one overall pick. But in a GQ article, Williams' dad said, quote, if there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school. Can we come on camera for this one? Um... Caleb Williams better not go back to school. (laughs) Caleb Williams going back to school would be a $78 million mistake. 
And the reason I calculate it will be a $78 million mistake is because there is a finite period in which you can play professional sports. You can't play forever. So if you are going to delay getting that second contract, which by the time Caleb Williams gets to that second contract, it will be roughly $78 million because it is currently at $52 million. And if you look at the growth from four years ago to now, that's roughly 50%. If you look at the growth from now to four years when Caleb Williams could get to that second contract, that would be roughly $78 million. If Caleb Williams goes back to SC, he would be delaying $78 million of which he will never see again. I get it. He makes a lot of NIL money. Congratulations. It's not $78 million. So I think it would be asinine for him to even consider going back to USC, regardless of who has the number one pick. But, Joy, break it down for the viewers, please. Now, I understand that Caleb Williams isn't the one that said this, but I'm just going to just speak as I do. This is not a thing. Joe Burrow won a national championship game and had one of the best statistical seasons. The best statistical season? It was up The there. best statistical season of a college quarterback in the history of college football. There were people talking about Joe Burrow maybe shouldn't go to Cincinnati. Yeah. What did he do? Where is Joe Burrow? He's in Cincinnati. Where did they go? The Super Bowl. Trevor Lawrence, they were talking about changing the rules in college football to get him up out of there after his freshman year. Where did he go? Jacksonville. He didn't fight his way out of going there. What did he do last year? Won a playoff game against Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who just got a bajillion dollars. I don't want to hear nothing about you going back to school. What national championship did you win? Mm. Did you win a national championship I missed? Not yet. Did I miss a national championship game that USC won recently? No, no, you used to win national championships. They ain't in the national championship game, and they're not winning a natty. So if Joe Burrow can go to Cincinnati with all that they had going on and take them to the Super Bowl, and Trevor Lawrence can go to Jacksonville with all they have going on and win a playoff game, who is going back to college? You going back to college football? I guess you like playing college football then because the NFL is not really for you. Also, this is the NFL, the National Football League. Forget the millions of dollars that you're potentially tricking off by going back to college, where I'm sure you make great money, but you don't want to make NFL money. That's the goal. Who are you saying no to? I'm sitting here thinking today after reading this, like, what is an organization that I would feel comfortable backing a player not going to? At this point, Cincinnati? Nope. We speak about Cincinnati every day on this show. Right. Jacksonville? Nope. Mm-hmm. So there are some dysfunctional organizations, but I, they're still NFL organizations. Yep. So to me, this is just, this ain't really a thing. I can't take this seriously. Well, you know, when we was little growing up in the hood, wherever you grew up from, all you wanted to do was make it to the National Football League. That's, that's all you wanted to do. You didn't care team. You didn't care when you was drafted. You just wanted to get to the National Football League. With this NIL money and your pockets already being fat, and I understand it ain't $78 million fat, but with what you have driving around in G-Wagons and Maybachs and all that, you live in an NFL life. Hmm. So if I'm, I'm going to be the number one pick, and I know that, everybody drooling over me every time I turn the TV on, I'm winning another Heisman, you know, like I'm like that. Everybody know. And if I'm already making, I don't know how much you make, eight, nine, some million a year at USC, if I'm looking up there like, oh, I don't really want to go to Arizona. You know what I'm saying? They got nothing, you know? And I got 10 million? You know what, hey, I stay another year. That's the only reason why he can even think about this or have mm-hmm. this conversation with his pops. That is true. Because any other time with no NIL money or none of that, I'm out of here. Right. And I was trying to get out of here like Trevor Lawrence as a freshman, you know, but now with this money, it changes things. And you get kids like this with the opportunity to say, 
Nah. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> what are we, we talking, talking about? about? We're talking about if the Heisman, if, if the, the number one player in college football is going to the NFL and he might stay in college because his dad said that, what are we talking about? That's what we talking Listen, about. I'll say this. First of all, college and NFL are two different places. Of course. Right? Of course. Second of all, I had a chance to meet this, this outstanding young man at dinner. I think it was at Catch Steak, whatever. He was there. We met. We, had a, we talked for a nice like, second. And I, the first thing I was like, man, he's impressive. Like, he seems so grown, so mature. So when I heard his dad say that, I mean, that might have his dad just speaking out. Because when I spoke to him, he's ready for the NFL. Like, he, 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 the, the things he talked about. I was like, man, they, they compared to Patrick Mahomes. He said, yeah, that's a great feeling. But I'm Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, whoa. As in, I'm ready, for, I'm ready for that next step. It's players like him that go to a team like Arizona and turn it around. No doubt. It's players like Joe Burr that go to the Bengals and turn it around. No question. Josh Allen, they go to the Bills and turn it around. That's what you, that's what you pick them for. That's yep. what you should want and, to do, And, and to, to not, you know, say anything about the NIL, because I love it. I wish I had it when I was playing. They make it with $10 million, $8 million. That's cool. That's cool. That ain't the NFL. Money, though. We just talked about Joe uh, Bosa signing $170 million. Like, he at the end. He ain't no quarterback. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, even talk about this too much longer. Fair, fair. Because, like, what are we talking about? I feel you. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? When I, when I was down at the Raiders, Antonio Pierce, former linebacker of the yep. Giants, he, yep. coach, he coached, he got he coached crazy the work. linebackers, right? He said they had a little rookie, you know, talent show and all that. And one of their fourth-rounders got up there and they like, tell us something we don't know about you. And he like, I make more money in college than I do the league. So like, it's real. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He went for, he went for a round. I, he went for a round. But I'm, that's, I'm that's, the same. What is it that? It wasn't like that in the past because no, no, the no, NFL. I, I hear you. Feel I what I'm saying? From the desperation uh, to make money standpoint, I, I get that. But what I'm saying is. Not only am I with Shady on the, the money is not the same. Like, cool, you make $8 million. We're talking about $170 million. Talking about So if your goal saying. is to make $8 million, great. And $8 million is a great goal. Not if you have $170 or $200 million or $230 million Man. on the table. Yeah. That's not the same conversation. But the, the bigger step back from this is, and, I, and I'm not saying that Caleb, Caleb Williams didn't say this, so I'm not saying this at him. He's gone, Joy. Mm. I know he is too, Shady, but we're doing the topic. <laughs> uh, the, the problem with this is this is no longer a thing. With the amount of money that quarterbacks are making in this league and with the fact that guys like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence have come into organizations that we have recently thought as being destitute and turning them around and taking them to the Super Bowl, in Joe Burrow's case, AFC Championship game for Josh Allen, winning a playoff game in his second year in Trevor Lawrence. You're, I don't think there's a player good enough in college football for me to be like, yeah, you have the right to turn an NFL team down. On top of the fact that while we might think Arizona is struggling right now, they weren't always struggling. They weren't even struggling like two years ago. They were in the playoffs. Yeah, the- so this is, this, is, this is not a situation where I can even confidently say that somebody good enough wouldn't come in and make this place what Joe Burrows made the Bengals, Josh Allen has made the Bills, Trevor Lawrence has made Jacksonville. It's just not a conversation. The only thing, well, first off, I, I, there's a couple things. One, I've heard several people who have talked to his dad, and I can't say every conversation that I have heard, but I believe that um, his dad will have a lot to do mm. publicly yeah. with what will occur with Caleb Williams. I'm just putting that on I the mean, record. I mean, Eli Manning right said, now. man, I ain't playing for the Chargers. Correct. But, but, here, the league. but here's, here's what I will say. Joy, if there was a player good enough to do it, it would be Caleb Williams. 
Like in the sense that Caleb Williams, he did go out there and he won that Heisman Trophy. That's number one. Okay. He's a favorite to win another Heisman Trophy. Mm -hmm. If he goes back to back, I don't think anybody since Archie Griffin, Andy off camera, you'll have to help me out, might be 1973, 1974, has won back to back Heisman Trophy. So Caleb Williams would live in a room by himself. Okay. But really what I think this is, to everybody's at this point, to synthesize it all, I really think his dad is trying to plant a flag, letting the whole world know we're marching to the beat of our own drum. Yeah. I don't think Caleb will go back to college. What I do think is Caleb will do what Eli did. I think That's Caleb awesome. will do what exactly. I think maybe what Elway did and yeah. say, I'm not playing That's cool. for this organization. That's cool, and I hear you. But here's the problem. This ain't when Eli did it. This, ain't, this isn't decades ago. Mm -hmm. We have social media now. People keep receipts. They do. Pe people yeah. pull up plays, and people care about this stuff. There, <laughs> it's fine to do all that, but you're... you're Sunning an NFL team. Yeah. So if you come yeah. in, yeah. you better get some Super right. Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. one za bowls. Yeah. You better come into the NFL and look like you did in college. No you better not struggle. You better not be dysfunctional. No doubt. You better be the reason that they're winning, which is generally yeah. the expectations for good players. But when you come out and say, nah, I'm really like that, I'm him, I'm gonna choose where I go in the NFL. Yeah. It's interesting it, it, though, we're it, go ahead. No, another no, no thing is like. We, we speaking on football, like, this is like flag for This is like basketball. Like, people do get hurt. And I, I don't want to put that in the air, you know what I mean? But well, yeah, that's, a, that's the I, other I'm just saying, part, like, so why would we even play this game? We're going to play this college game and, and, and chance or something to get hurt for, for eight to ten million bucks? What is that? That ain't I no mean, real money. I guess, though, if you bring back to kind of Joy's point, if Eli Manning goes to the Chargers, mm -hmm. I don't know that Eli wins two Super Bowls. Yeah, and if he doesn't win those two Super Bowls, because, again, many would say that Phillip Rivers is as talented as Eli Manning. Yep. If he doesn't win those two Super Bowls, Eli doesn't go to the Hall of Fame. Yep. So as hectic and chaotic as it was when Eli and we all were old enough to remember when Eli said, nah, we good, it did work out for Eli Manning. I remember historically John Elway said, I would rather play baseball then play for the Colts. Yeah. And we all know inevitably how John Elway's career turned out. I don't think Caleb Williams will do it, but it will be fascinating. I will bet you. To I will bet all the money I got in my account that he does not come back to college. Uh, and he goes get that money, the real money, yeah. in the NFL. I'm not taking that. Eight bet, million, man. real money to a lot of people. Eight million is not real money. That's not, that's not no real money when you're talking about quarterbacks. Eight million dollars is a lot of money in America? Um, I think when, when, Eight million dollars is a lot of money. Wait, wait, not when you can make this. 200 no, Quarterbacks from Duke are making 100 million dollars. Duke! <laughs> <laughs> you tell me he's not? Daniel Jones, shout out to him. All right, when we return, there is chaos in Denver. You have to hear what Sean Payton said about his quarterback, Russell Wilson. It leads some of us to believe Russell Wilson will not start the duration of the season. Shocking words from Payton when we return next on Speak. He's going to be right Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services 
Marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. All right, we are in third and long, third topic of the day, and we got to go the distance because wow. Okay, Russell Wilson, we all know he can be better than last season, duh, but Sean Payton is sounding off a little bit, calling out Russ's image. In a recent interview, Peyton said he told his quarterback to focus less on, quote, Russell Inc., adding, will you believing stop kissing the babies? You're not running for public office, close, quote. Wow. Shady, you're nodding your head, you're nodding your head, you're nodding your head in agreement. <laughs> Where you stand on this? What do Peyton's comments mean about Russ? I like it. He should probably listen to him. Sean Payton has done a really, really good job in this league, and he knows how to deal with the quarterbacks. I think a lot of people that don't like Russ or have an issue with Russ is more because of that, where he's always trying to be perfect, right? You, you rarely ever see him curse, or you rarely ever see him get upset, throw a pick we, we, in completion. Most quarterbacks you see, they be upset. You only see Russ like that. I've never really, and, and knowing him for so long, I never really see him even have an attitude, right? He's, I feel like he's always trying to please people, people, the outsiders, and et cetera. And I think what Sean's basically saying, hey, listen, man, F them people, bro. We're trying to win here as a Bronco, right? We, we, we got to be here with your teammates. Don't, don't worry about the media and how you look and um, your image and all that. that. That's cool. You're a good guy. You've you worked that out for, for so long from college to the pros. Now we're here. You had a bad year. We want to get everything on the right track. And I think Sean, the only thing he's saying is, Forget about the outsiders. Forget about trying to be perfect for everybody. Don't kiss the babies. You're, yep. not, you're not a president. You're a football <laughs> quarterback. You're a player. And that's what we need you to be for this team to win. I'm not convinced Sean Payton likes Russell Wilson, the quarterback. Mm -hmm. But now I'm starting to doubt if Sean Payton likes Russell Wilson, the person. Mm -hmm. Double trouble. Mm -hmm. Right? Not liking Russell Wilson, the quarterback. I get that. I didn't like his play last year either. Mm -hmm. I personally love Russell Wilson, the person. But it does not sound like Sean Payton does, mm -hmm. which is a dilemma. Because if your coach don't like you as a player and he don't like you as a person, it's blouses. Game over. See, oftentimes my coaches didn't like me as a player. I wasn't all that good. But they liked me as people. Yeah. I mean, one of my most memorable quotes, James Jones, true story, my coach cut me. And as he cut me, he quite literally shook my hand and he said, Acho, I wish I could buy stock in your future. As a player, he was telling me I wasn't good enough. Yeah. He cut me. But as a person, he was saying, hey, I wish I could invest in you, the human being. Yeah. At least he liked me as a person. No doubt. 
But it don't sound like Sean Payton mm. likes Russell wait, Wilson, wait. the person, why, or the coach. But, but why are you saying he like him as, as, as the person? The person because he doesn't like how Russell Wilson carries himself. Obviously, we know about stripping him of the office. We know about stripping him of his own personal quarterback guru. And now he's saying, will you stop kissing all the babies? Now he's t- sitting here speaking privately to a team meeting about Russell Wilson publicly. That's why I don't think he is sold on just how Russell Wilson carries but himself. I, I feel like that's more of, of the player he's talking about. Hmm. Right? Because I, I, I love Russ as a husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, my daughter, I want her to date a guy just like that. You see what I'm saying? So I think as, a, as the person, I don't think it's an issue. I think it's more of, of the player. Like, okay, I need my quarterback to, to give me some dog-type traits. I need my quarterback to give me some dog-type attitude. I feel you. I and feel I think you. it's more he's speaking of, okay, you're not giving me that. Russ, you yep. give me bad play. Ah, ah. We'll get it next time. No! Get on that wide receiver because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers would. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady definitely would. Yep. I got a burn for you. Peyton Manning. He was real cool to all his guys, but he would get on you. And I think Sean wants to see more of that compared to just him as the person. I think it's more of the player that he wants to see a difference. That's a good point. I want to revisit that. I want to revisit that. Oh, Very good man. Point. It's, it's so much caught up in this little team meeting, right? Because for me, this screams a lot. This screams, number one, Everything is all good when you balling and you winning. And we know that, right? Do anything you want. You want your own parking spot when we winning. You want to bring your own people in here when we winning. All that's cool when we winning. Number two, we not winning. And I watched you on tape for all the games you played last year, and you were bad, 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 right? And every time I'm coming on social media or doing any of that, you ain't doing none football, mm-hmm. right? When we're in this building, right, we all know it's been chirps about his teammates not really rocking with him like that, you know, not really wanting to be around him like that, right? And for you to say this in a team meeting in front of all his peers, not in no, hey, come to my office, let's rap a little bit. In front of everybody, another thing this lets me know is go out there and play like you played last year. You're not my guy. I didn't bring you in here as a free agent. I didn't draft you. I got this head coaching job. And to be honest with you, they're going to give me time to turn this thing around with you or without you. you. So this is just letting you know that keep kissing babies. But at the end of the day, I could care less about all them babies. Don't play well. And you ain't making it through the season. Don't play well. And you gone at the end of the season. And it'll be another dude in here. That is what he's saying. I agree with all of you on different points. I don't think he really likes either version of Russ. I, I do think he's speaking a lot to how he acts and interacts with, with teammates and gets mad and always feels like he's got to be buttoned up. And I think he feels like he has a longer runway than Russ. And let's be honest, he does. He does, he does have a longer runway than Russ. The thing with Russ that's always fascinated me is the position he plays. Because we don't really think of quarterbacks as the swaggiest guy on the team or the coolest guy or the dog on the team. We think of them as leaders. But if they don't, you know, if they don't really possess all that cool stuff or whatever, we don't, we don't need them to be that. You got defensive players. You got a, you got a defensive back. You got a wide receiver to do that. You got a running back. There you go. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you think about the quarterbacks that you play with. We don't ask that of them. We do ask them to be competitors and winners. Mm-hmm. And to have a standard that they set for the rest of the team when it comes to football. All that other stuff, we don't really ask that from them. So it's interesting to me why it's been such an issue for Russ everywhere he's been 
And we've heard so many chirps about teammates not having issues with him from the quarterback. I don't hear that about quarterbacks because you really don't ask for that much. We were talking about Matthew Stafford like having trouble relating to young players. And all of us were like, it's, you just go, just, what's up? You just do a little banter and go about your way. You don't really need to do that much. So I think this is a fascinating comment to happen, especially around the start of the season because we're hearing the same thing that we always hear about Russ. And to me, the issue with Russ is really closest to what Shady said. Get mad! <laughs> it's normal to be mad about failure. Show some real emotion. We don't need to hear Broncos Nation Let's Ride. We don't need to hear the cliche. We don't need to get the merch today. Just go out there and just be just a little raw. Like, let us peek a little bit into it because it feels like it's always a performance and people do not buy into that level of performance when it comes to competition. You got to be authentic. Uh, Here's where I struggle with that. No, I, the I re- just want to touch on it real quick because I agree with you because you're talking Drew Brees, he never said nothing about. Taysom Hill came in there, he ain't never said nothing about. Jameis Winston, he ain't never said nothing about. Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. he ain't never said. He's never, Sean Payne ain't never came out and said nothing about like this about his quarterbacks. Why Russ? And I agree with you. He don't really fool with him like that. The, the thing for me, though, and again, I said it yesterday. I'll elaborate on it now. Nobody cares what you're doing until you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. There it right. is. Remember, Russ has always been like this. I met Russ in 2012. We were both at the Senior Bowl, an all-star game coming out of college. Everybody was in sweats. Y'all have played in these different all-star games, Pro Bowls, Senior Bowls, whatever bowls. You're, we're all, everybody's in sweats. We're chilling. We're in a hotel lobby. We just showed up, bags packed. I'm like, yo, who is this dude in a suit? Mm. I didn't know who Russell Wilson was at the time. He played at Wisconsin after transferring from North Carolina State. State. Yep. So like, I hadn't heard of Russell Wilson. He wasn't like that big name dude. I was like, who is in a full suit? Lo and behold, it was Russell Wilson. He always moved to the beat of his own drum. My dilemma with Russ is he does carry himself in a manner that isn't relatable. But I can't judge him for that because I genuinely just know that's who he is. Yep. The problem is now that he's losing, yeah, everybody yeah. got an issue. Carson Ooh. Wentz did not change. But Carson Wentz was not critiqued in 2016, and he was not criticized in 2017. You know very well, obviously, I know very well, I had just left the Eagles, and you're always tight with the Eagles. But the second Wentz and them started losing, really Wentz, everybody was like, can't get along with his teammates, can't do this. Wentz was the same guy. I met Wentz in 16, I know Wentz now. But when you start losing, all of a sudden we start to nitpick and point out like, wait a second, what is it? Russ ain't changed. He's changed to some degree, but really now we just got a microscope. But the problem is they were complaining about him when they were winning. I want to say that. Not to this magnitude. Not to this this magnitude. Maybe not the coach wasn't. But then we heard players. We heard from yeah. players, defensive players, for sure. But the players only started complaining not when they were winning Super Bowls. Earl Thomas, I, I know obviously well. We all know Sherman. They, were they complaining weren't complaining after that Super Bowl they, loss after after the loss. But they were more so complaining after Russ got paid. So okay, let's just take it back for a second. Talk to me. Take it back. I, when I look at the the that Seahawks team, right? Yep. They had so much success, and I I think, in my opinion, is that a lot of them guys on defense they get they need majority of that credit. No doubt. But what happens was, is Russ a lot got, of that credit got yeah. to Russ. Talk about and it. And they like, dang, bro. Like, Talk we really it. doing it and yeah, you yeah, get yeah, credit. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it built it yeah. up. And Russ has that, that attitude where he's always trying to be, he don't seem authentic. Like you said, like it's like mm-hmm. an act. So I think all that mixture added to it. Yeah, added to it. But, yes. but I want to go back to the Sean Payton thing in the meeting room. What you said is that, I guess he, he called him out, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? But I, I feel like all the top coaches that I've either known of or played with, they do that. Andy Reid, he might not go to this magnitude, but you're not doing your job, he's going to call you out. Yeah. Sean Payton, I've heard from most players, he's going to call you out. 
when he first got into office here with, with um, the Broncos, he yeah. said, you know, I've been doing this thing for a long time, and I've never had anything like this where players had their own trainers, they had their own office. Drew Brees didn't have that. Yeah. Most coaches, Andy Reid, they don't have that. Patrick Holmes don't have all that going on. And he's the best of the best. Right. Josh Allen, yeah. he don't have that. Yeah. So when he got there, he was like, oh, all this crazy circus stuff going on, and you ain't playing well? That probably had like an issue about that. I just think what Russ' problem is, he don't seem authentic. And I think as a coach like Sean Payton, who's, he's a competitor. I don't know if y'all know him well, but Sean can get going when it comes mm -hmm. to this sports. I want to see my quarterback show me that. Can I ask you a question, 2-5, very quickly? I've I, I, asked your boy. I'm ready. <laughs> I've sat in meetings, obviously, with you. You've sat in, uh, more than me at the NFL level. But I've heard coaches call players out. Hey, James, I need you to be more crisp running that route. Okay. At least better. Stop dancing at the I line of scrimmage. I know where hey, Shady, put your head in there and block the dude. That's right. Lock the missing linebacker. If you want to cut him, cut him. I've heard that. <clears throat> but I haven't necessarily heard, hey, would you stop kissing all the effing babies? You know, you're not running for yeah. office. I haven't necessarily heard a criticism of somebody's off-the-field persona. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't necessarily heard, like, Shady, would you get in sooner? Stop staying out so late at night. Oh, oh, Even though see, it happened, I just haven't heard it publicly. See, and I like them type of coaches. I like coaches that's real. 100%. Right? That's why I had an issue with, with Chip. He wasn't real. It's like, that I'm going to have fair. my other guy go tell shit. No, you tell me. I've watched Andy Reid tell us, players, hey, hey, look, 825. I know you out there in them clubs and all that. I need you to be focused. You're yawning in meetings. I don't need, I don't want that here. Yeah. Publicly. Yeah. Did he say it in the what, meeting? Team meeting, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, office meeting. Same thing, though. Office meeting, yeah. defense meeting, same thing. Yeah. So I, I, like, I like coaches like that. Yeah. Don't, hold, don't hide it from nobody because now if, if, if I could call out my best player in a meeting, yeah. I could yeah. call anybody out in a meeting. Yeah. And yeah. that way you make everybody more accountable. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's why this, this screams a bunch of different things because I've been in meetings like that too. And I've been the one called out. JJ, you got to go make that play. I don't care who throwing it. But your quarterback? Your Pro Bowl, all pro? Why the quarterbacks matter, though? I'm just saying, that's how they're treated in our league. Oh, no. Nah. Let's go up to this room and talk. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, whoever, whoever you want to say, when you are a superstar quarterback, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, this ain't addressed in front of the team. I disagree. Like that? I disagree. I feel like Belichick would, would purposely Yo, call out Tom. Gronk? We used to sit at the table and joke about it. Gronk would have mad stories about how Belichick would call all of them out. I've, I've watched Bruce Arians call out Tom. we like, oh, no. Oh. I've watched... And, that, and, I watch, and that's why they do it. Because I watch if they can Mike, talk to Tom like that, then you have to stay in line. I watch Andy call out Mike Vick. So I don't know what they're doing in Green Bay. I ain't saying it. I guess that's why Eric acts like well, that. No, I mean, I feel you. it a different way. <laughs> it is interesting, though, is, Joy, do you think, because I've witnessed it to some degree, do you think Sean Payton is intentionally taking the gloves off of Russ? Because he has treated Russ publicly much more aggressive than most coaches have publicly treated their quarterbacks. You have anecdotal stories. You have anecdotal stories. But, like, publicly, Sean Payton said, we're not, I don't know what the heck this is, having your own parking spot. I mean, he's been very much more vocal about all of it. But I don't, you're not going to fix a problem as bad as Denver with, with kid gloves mm. either. And, and Sean has the, the reason he's there is because he has the experience of taking what was not a good organization. Forget what you think about the Saints right now. That is a memory that Sean Payton created for you. <laughs> like, he built that organization into a functioning Super Bowl-winning organization. So, you know, you, you might not like the old-school abrasive style or whatever, but if you can't lose like that. And you can't lose like that when you're making that kind of money. And forget the money, all that they gave up to get you. So to come in and make, to make marginal adjustments, 
that's not going to get you to the very extreme distance that you need to go. So maybe he's doing it unintentionally because he's not feeling rest. Or I don't think that Sean Payton is, lacks that amount of uh, uh, calculation and discipline. He's been in the league for a long time. He knows how the media reacts to things. He's not just, he's not flippant with his words. I think it's intentional to put in to plant a seed that we're a serious organization and football is, should be the number one thing. And quite frankly, Russ don't have the leg to stand on right now. You have to go out there and perform. All of the brands and everything else that you were doing was built off of you winning. I mean, if we keep it a spade, a spade, this is Coach Sean Payton protecting himself. That, that's, that's exactly what he's doing. You know why? Russ, go out here and play bad. I don't really think he's serious about football like that. You know? He kissing all these babies, you know, and ain't really been practicing well. I don't, I don't think he's serious about football. So you know what? I'm going to go with Jared Stidham. This is him protecting his, himself. You know what? End of the season, if he, even if he do play average, you know what? I might want to go another route. This is Coach Sean Payne protecting himself, letting the world know that I don't know if my quarterback is all in and ready to go. Tomorrow, we get the first impression of the 2023 NFL season. You don't get a second chance at a first impression. So which players need to make the greatest first impression in their season openers? We will go down the list of that next on Speak. Harper hits one in the air, looks back, it goes! Harper, the swing of his life! MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep, Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's time for a pick six, y'all. Okay, look, the start of the NFL season, it is tomorrow, and I am constantly thinking about this truth. You do not get a second chance at a first impression. So what six players need to make the best first impression at the start of the NFL season? Let's go down the list. At number six, Jameer Gibbs. You might not know his name, but you should. See, the Detroit Lions, they reached when they drafted him in the first round, number 12 overall. Number 12 overall, Jameer Gibbs? Some people thought he wouldn't go till the second round. I need to see just how capable this young, talented running back out of Alabama is. The Lions had DeAndre Swift. They said, you know what? We're good. We'll move off of DeAndre Swift, and we'll use a first-round pick on a running back. It's time to put up a shut-up. At number five, a name that needs no introduction. Really, he can go by the initials O-B-J. $18 million the Baltimore Ravens have committed to Odell Beckham. The market said he was worth four to seven, but they gave him 18. Okay, Odell, new offensive coordinator, new offense, new quarterback, new team. What you gonna do? First impression. At number four, Justin Fields. 
This will put up or shut up year for Justin Fields. He can get paid roughly $180, $200 million after this year. Or some people are going to wonder, should they pick up his fifth-year option? First impression, Justin Fields. At number three, Deshaun Watson. Yo, when you get $230 million guaranteed, you got to show us something. Last year, Mulligan, we'll give you that. You missed the majority of the season. This year, there is no grace for Deshaun Watson because there is no lacking in his bank account. At number two, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't even need to say anything about Aaron Rodgers. Y'all know better than I do just how much he needs to show up in week one versus the Buffalo Bills against Josh Allen. Interdivisional rivalry with all eyes on Rodgers. But at number one, we just spent a plethora of time talking about the dude, Russell Wilson. Sean Payton has already said he don't necessarily like your style, like your vibes. But if he likes your play, he'll forget about the rest of it. Heading back to the desk, Joy Taylor. A lot of first impressions will be made. I'm excited to see Kenny Pickett. I'm excited for you to see Kenny Pickett. But I'm more excited to hear your answer. Which player needs to make the greatest first impression this weekend? I think this is one of your best lists. I'll tell you. Mm. Pretty good. Uh, I have to go with Justin Fields, though. Justin Fields. I'm going to go with Justin Fields because he won week one last year. Then he lost to the Packers. They're playing the Packers week one this year. They kept him and moved off of that number one pick. They could have had Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. They could have done the Arizona Cardinal things and said, you know what? No, thank you. We're going to draft another quarterback. Mm -hmm. And they did. They stuck with him, put a lot of talent around him, and said that he's our guy. Now, I think he's the future there. and I think he's going to take a step up this year. But a couple of those guys have already have cemented their legacies in the league, and they have their rings, and they have their money. He has to be good this year if he's going to remain the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. 2-5, where you at, big dog? Who needs to make the greatest first impression? I, I had Deshaun Watson, mm. and I, it was a tie with him and uh, Brock Purdy, right? So go one. I, I can't pick between the two, so I'm going to talk about both of them if I have time. I think Brock Purdy, is a, he did a hell of a job as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like, phenomenal job. But now... I think the Niners look at him like, okay, we have everything we need, right? We just signed our, our, our best player, Bosa. We have a great defense, a lot of good pieces on offense. Oh, he's a quarterback. We ship out one, our first-round draft pick we trade on draft picks for. We ship them out, Trey Lance, to the Cowboys. And we go and get um, Sam Darnold as a backup. All they're missing is, is the quarterback. Yeah. Will Brock be the quarterback that we think he is, and he'll get better and better and better? Or with an injury and not have the time to develop and work on the offseason affect him? And then the other one is Deshaun Watson. Talk now, listen, man, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson for so many years, from Clemson all the way to the Texans. But now with the Browns, bruh, I got to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing about me, I keep it authentic and I keep it real. And I, I love his game, but it's time for us to see it. We got all that money, $230 million guaranteed. Yeah. That's cash. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> we need some production. Yeah. And I think that the, 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 the Browns have a really, really good team, really, really good roster. All they need is a quarterback. I feel like they have one. We'll see. Man, this was simple for me, man. Once they uh, called me and said, it's the topic. It's Lamar Action Jackson. You talking mm. about they brought in a coach for you. They brought in first-round picks for you. They paid Odell more than anybody, even $4 million, and they gave him 18 Like, they changed everything for you. Oh, and they paid you the money. You talk about first impression? He has to go out here strictly because we all think this thing is going to look different. It ain't jumbo formation we handed it off, right? right? We want to see you spin this ball over the yard to Zay, to O, to Rashad Bateman, to Mark Andrews. We want to see you look like you're at Louisville. And you play the Houston Texans. Yeah. So it ain't no better platform than you to go out here and say, here we come and this is how we're going to look. I'm waiting to see this one right here. 
Aaron Rodgers wasn't a name that came out of any of you all as you as you prepared this take. Does Aaron Rodgers need to make a first impression to y'all? He was number two on my list. Obviously, he has the Buffalo Bills to start the season. Yeah. That's a divisional, divisional game. game. That's right. Big time matchup. The Jets beat the Bills last year without Aaron Rodgers. They also lost to the Bills last year without Aaron Rodgers. So, Joy, does Rodgers need to make an impression to you, or is it kind of like, yo, they're playing the Bills? In the first game, nah, I mean, we know we, we're gonna make excuses for Aaron Rodgers. We ain't gonna, we're we gonna give him a nice, cushy, he is for sure, any little runway, just bounce, just bounce on in. No, I just, that, that's why I wouldn't say Aaron Rodgers because he has his money. And it, honestly, no matter how bad it is in New York, he a first ballot Hall of Famer, four time MVP, Super Bowl winner. Like, it, it has to be really, really bad for it to be a knock on his legacy. I think they're going to make the playoffs and they'll be good this year, but. The, the hyper-focus for week one is, to me, the guy, Brock Purdy was my, my backup, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, like, guys that we are extremely unsure what they're going to look like and really don't have a, a, a big runway to get things adjusted. Hell no. Nah. I ain't let you go up the hook like that, Joey. No, 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 no. What happened? Ain't no way in the world we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers being this Hall of Fame quarterback. The, the Jets got this great defense. All they need is a quarterback. That's all they need. Mm. They go out there and they get, they get Dalvin Cook. Right in the backfield. We're, 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 we're Brees, come on now. They got a team now. Yeah. He bring all his homies all from, from, from <laughs> uh, the all, Packers. That was, they just okay. Yeah, they just yeah. And you all, pay, all the homies. All the homies, and they pay him and everything. So we can't act like we, we need to see something Aaron Rodgers the first game. Oh, we need to see sure, that. But I'm saying if Aaron so Rodgers some. is, if Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> okay, of the guys that we listed, Man. what's the biggest panic alarm if they're just okay? He came in there talking about the, the trophies. He playing that little game. I'm like, look at Aaron showing off. He's showing his little tail off in New York. <laughs> oh, man, that, that, <laughs> that lonely trophy look lonely. Yeah. Cool, we'll bring us another one. So I'm not saying he got to go out there and throw for 500 yards. I'm not saying that. But he got to show me something, though. I, 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 Come on. I agree with you, Shady, and I, th I think this is different in his case, though. He in a dream world he no, keeps no. talking about. <laughs> I think this is different in his case. We want Justin Fields to go out there, and we want him to look better throwing the ball, look like he got command of the right. offense, mm -hmm. look right. the right way, right? We want to see Deshaun uh, Watson, hey, yeah. you know, you last year's gone, Mulligan, <laughs> yep. coming here, look the right way. Right. Aaron has to get a W. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Are they, are they home or what? We, 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 we would not be surprised, and I know Patty Mahomes over there, and we Buffalo. put Patty Mahomes up there, but we wouldn't be surprised if... Patty Mahomes met Josh Allen in the playoffs, and Josh came out with a dub, right. and this ended up being the AFC championship. Mm. We, we wouldn't be surprised. Right. It'd be a really good football game. They brought you over here, AR8, to win football games like this. Division opener week one against a really good football team that could be up At there home. in the playoff contention. But here's my, you have to get a W. Here's my thought, though. Joy brought up a good point. Let me try to put it in, uh, in, in more human terms. Have any of y'all ever, we've all have, you've been at home, you've been injured. Right, maybe your neck hurt, cricking your neck, you slept a little weird, you slept a little differently. About three days later, you, oh, you think it's gone, you're feeling good. But then you wake up on that fourth day and you feel it again, and you're like, oh, no, I can't deal with this again. Which quarterback is going to give you that? Ooh. Because Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, will give you that. Aaron Rodgers, if he has a bad first game, you're not going to be like, oh, no, here it goes again. But Russell Wilson, yeah. if he goes out, no touchdowns, two picks, yeah, we might all just freak about, we're out. We're talking about first impressions. Yes, yeah. like Justin Fields, if he goes out there and throws for 120 passing yards, like we might be like, oh, another year of this. Yeah, Whereas I don't know if we do that's, that. That's with Rodgers. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, 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 pretty pretty say good. that's pretty good for him. Like, I mean, you know, you know, I'm like, I gamble and like, they have like the um, over or under, and they'd be like 110 yards to be over or under that. So that's like kind of in the, you know what I mean? 
I get what Not to cut you off, but I'm just saying. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, 21 is pretty good. Point, that, that is the point that I'm trying to make that you made more eloquently. Yeah. How, like, what, what is the first impression going to be? What are we going to say initially after the game? If Aaron Rodgers is average, it's not going to be a panic. We're going yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. It's not going to be a panic. If Russ isn't good, yeah, if Justin I guess, Fields yeah, isn't good, yeah, yeah. if Deshaun Watson isn't good, if Brock Purdy isn't good. If Deshaun isn't good. Yeah. If Deshaun is bad again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If Deshaun but, but wait, is bad again. I get what y'all saying, but... If Aaron Rodgers goes out there and is, let's say he's average, mm-hmm. right? He's going to get way more hype and talked about yeah. than any other quarterback. Well, for sure. Think about it, though. Yeah, yeah. The first thing you say, yeah, we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. The first yeah. thing you're going to say. <laughs> but Aaron wasn't great last year. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah but it's, oh, talk it's, it's different. Talk to me. You first, he was playing all these rookie court, receivers, uh, receivers yep. that from little, these little colleges that nobody talks about. Now you're in the Big Apple. Now you're in New York. This is where you want to be. You know what? I don't want to be in Green Bay no more. I want to go, I want to, go to New York Jets. So see, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying what everyone else is going to do. Hard Hard knocks. I don't know. I don't know how much hard knocks played a role in like bigging up the the, the year. Yes. Come on now. I I should open up a whole can of worms. What do you open up? You gonna flip it like that? Then the pressure, are it got to be on Dak Prescott. Ooh. He goes out here. First impressions. (laughs) And mess around and throw a couple picks. Now now we opening up something. New offense. Now you cook. You cooking now? Mike calling the plays. Yeah. Right. New offense, and you throw a couple picks off of what happened last year. Yeah. Then they get Jerry Jones and Mike after the game. (laughs) James, you cooking today, James? That's a good one. Cowboys Giants Week One Sunday Night Football. Yo, when you start making high pitch noises, you know the conversation good. That's a good one, though. Yes, sir. All right, family. When we return, we have to talk about who has more at stake in the NFL season opener, Lions or Chiefs. It is here. Football. Who needs to win it more? That's next on Speak. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we got a Super Bowl here. The game is going to be crazy, absolutely crazy. Mahomes looking that way, throwing that way. Kelsey got it. Touchdown. Who is going to guard Travis Kelsey? They have no answer. Hurts, deep shot is Hurts on a quarterback draw. Nowhere to go. The ball is loose. It's picked up by Bolton. No one in front of him is going to score. Mahomes racing with the bad ankle and all. That is a killer. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. All right, family, we are in overtime. We got to revisit the most important topic of the day. In case you missed it, you are in luck. One day away from NFL football, Lions-Chiefs. Remember, the Chiefs may be without Travis Kelsey. Hyper extended his knee. Chris Jones, man on your screen, he also is in a contract dispute. 
Jared Goff, one of the most prolific offenses, he leads. They finished 9-8 and eight last season. The Lions did. The Chiefs finished in the Super Bowl last season. A lot at stake. Chiefs want to be repeat Super Bowl champions for the first time since 2003-2004. And the Lions want to make the playoffs for the first time in a mighty long time. This home opener could not be bigger for either team. But Shady, who is the home opener more important for? Lions? Chiefs? It's got to be the Lions. I mean, when you look at their record, if they go out there and they go 1-0 against the Chiefs, and you look... Five, we fast forward five or six weeks ahead, you're not going to talk about, oh, well, they beat the Chiefs because, you know, Travis Kelsey uh-huh. didn't play and Chris Jones but You don't they care about that. You beat the Chiefs. Yep, period. And I think that all the moves that they made in the offseason was to help out their defense. Then they go out there and draft a running back who's talented as hell in the first round with Gibbs. And I think that now with, with, with Jared Goff, we talked about the other day, would he get a new contract? Are they, are they talking about it? Yeah, this is all this is building momentum. This is building confidence. The last two years, I felt like the, 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 the Lions are moving forward to be a good team. Mm-hmm. And I think they win that division. So when you ask me what's more important, they ask me the Lions because I think that the Lions, if they win this game, this is a super big confident boost going forward. No, I absolutely agree. And the reason why it's the Lions, if you go out here and lose this football game without two of the Chiefs' best players on the football field, like, right, you're blessed right now not having to game plan for Travis Kelsey, not having to game plan for Chris Jones. You, you You are blessed. So... With that being said, how, I don't know how serious I'm going to take y'all on yeah. a level of ready to compete if you can't beat the Kansas City Chiefs without two of their best players. And I know Patty Mahomes is over there, and that's the reason why I'm taking the Lions because I know he'll bounce back if he loses. Right. I don't know if the Detroit Lions will bounce back, and I don't know if they're going to be that type of football team if you can't go out here. And I know it's only week one, and that's all we get to talk about right now. <laughs> but if you can't get this done and two of the best players, not just on the Chiefs, in the National Football League is not on the field. Like Shady say, what we talking about? What we talking about? Talking what about? we talking about? about? <laughs> so is this going to be me? I'm the lone one? Oh, Taylor, what we talking about? I know. <laughs> well, I'm going to try and talk about it. I, I, it's going to feel a little bit like, like the Chiefs are, are stealing one without Kelsey and Chris Jones, right? Mm. I mean, we're going to put, I mean, are we going to sprinkle a little? Are we going to put a little that, respect yeah. on the Lions, which I think we all are? Mm-hmm. You're without your two of your three best players. That's true. Are not there. You, well, we're not sure, obviously, 100% Kelsey's not going to be there. We're assuming he's not going to be there. If he is there, he's not going to be 100%. Right. And Chris Jones isn't going to be there. That's a significant amount of your best players not on the field. So that's considering, and also considering how tight the AFC race is going to be this year, Mahomes is 5-0 and in week one. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's more important as far as what the team is going to be for the Chiefs. I agree with you when it comes to the Lions. It's more important for the Lions. But from an AFC Playoff perspective and getting this win without your two best players, I think it's got to be the Chiefs. Not to put words in your mouth, but you're saying still one, so you're saying it's an upset if the Chiefs? Well, it's obviously not an upset Uh-oh. if the Chiefs are about five and a half, but I'm saying if you go in here and the Lions are putting oh, up 40 points, you know, you're still able yeah. to get a win, that's, you know. It's five and a half now? Five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what does it say about the Lions and the Chiefs that the spread two five is at five and a half right now? Like, does it does the world still not respect the Detroit Lions? Well, no, it's not, it's not that. It's not that. Talk to me. It's that they have the best player on the planet yeah. and the yeah. team, the Chiefs. They're at home. That's super loud. One of the hardest places to play in football is the Chiefs, right? Arrowhead, that's one. And they have the best coach in football, Andy Reid. Like, all that matters. And then, like, when you're a winner, it, it's different. Andy Reid taught us, he said, he said, Shady, 
Good teams find ways to win no matter what. Right. Yeah. And bad teams find ways to lose. They so sure as heck do. Why I feel like the, the, the point spread is still the same. If the Lions do beat the Chiefs, I will. I don't take the Lions seriously. I don't. No. I think I'm the no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't. For real? So if they win, he was like, if they do, I'm saying right now I don't. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying okay. at this junction in time, I don't take them seriously right. because we're, we're just looking at the distance the Lions have traveled. We're not looking actually if they're good or not. Right. We're just like, oh, they were so bad. They won nine games. Yay. Yeah. But the Lions and the Packers both won nine games. We're like, oh, the Packers, they're mm. atrocious. The Lions are amazing. Uh, excuse me, Packers won eight games. Obviously, that last game was a different. I mean, there's some other teams that won nine games last year that we talk real nice about. Uh, but, but even still, like, even in context, those nine win teams, like the, the, the Giants, I don't look at. Now, the Seahawks, I do think to some degree are ascending. But as I focus on the Lions, if they beat the Chiefs, I'll put them in that category of taking them seriously. I'll take them seriously. So, so, like, I will. Okay, hold on real quick. If they win this game, do you think that they can win the division? Yeah. Do you feel more comfortable that okay? Because you know how it goes. We know we talk about it all the time. Coaches tell us this before the season starts, America, in case you hadn't played in the National Football League. You gotta win all your home games. Yeah. And you got to win half your road game. Right, right, right. You win all your home games, you win half your road games, yeah. you're going to be sitting pretty. Yeah. The Lions need to start doing that. You win all your home games, cool. You'll win eight games, you'll win seven games, you'll win nine games. Yeah. Go win half your road games. I mean, you're going off of what you see with your own two eyes, man. And that's why it's, the spread is still that. Because yeah. with our own two eyes, we've seen Patty Mahomes go out here and go crazy, right? Yeah, go crazy. With our own two eyes, we've seen the Detroit Lions go like this. Yes. Right? When you want to believe, yes. oh. yeah, it yes. comes down. Shout out right? So, you know, that's, that's why we're talking like that. Um, week one, but they got players now. They do. Detroit. And I think that is why when you hear a lot of people talk about the Detroit Lions, right, the arrows going up and everybody's excited about them because you're not just looking at the roster like, oh yeah, they won a couple games, but uh, the roster's still... They got guys over there now yeah. on both sides of the ball and they're capable of beating good football teams. And I just recall like when I was playing, I didn't care who we played. Mm -hmm. Patrick Willis to, to whoever. I, I, I want to compete. But I will say this, there's certain teams that like, I like playing against a good team, yeah. but there was some teams that were bad, bad, yeah. but man, they fight. Like, yeah. they gonna fight. No. And I'm like, in the middle of the game, I'm like, yo, look, bro, y'all ain't win all year, man, man. Like, chill Relax. out, chill out. This one here, that's how the lines are. They this, fight every game. Yeah. And this one here, Shady, is different. I've, I've won a Super Bowl and came back and opened up, right, and had a chance to see the flag drop and celebrate and all that, and you gonna be ready to go. But that other team, the Detroit Lions, we get to open up with the Super Bowl yep. champs. Yeah. And that is what we think that we can be. Yeah. Right? They finna come out here, man, and, and, and get ready to get this thing on, man. It's gonna be fun. It will be a very good litmus test. Last year, the Lions opened up with the Philadelphia Eagles, as we all know. Yeah, we took care of that. And the Eagles took care of business, and the Lions, they didn't. <laughs> I mean, we took care of them boys, sent them home. I don't even know if you can do that on television. Oh, oh, oh. Was that a drop? That lotion, you know, TV lotion. Can I go to commercial break now? Can I go to commercial? Can I? Thanks. All right, coming up, Bengals fans, you want to come back for this. Superstar Joe Burrow, he put out a message on Twitter that you have to see. Really, the whole sports world needs to see it. And he clarified his status for this upcoming weekend. That's next on Speak. What'd he say? I told y'all, Joe. I told y'all, Joey B. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Okay, we are in our hurry up offense. I got to hurry up and deliver this news to you all. Joe Burrow's status for the Bengals opener, it's no longer in question. Superstar says, look, he's ready. He said, quote, I'm ready to go. I'm expecting to play. Close quote. Got to keep this moving, but James, you got the first crack at this one. Yeah. How confident are you in Burrow week one? Come on, man. I'm very confident in Joe Burrow. Since they called his name up there and he walked across that stage, he has delivered. Yep. When he came out there on that practice field, I said, if he's walking on that practice field, that means he's going to be all right. For week one, and it's time to go. Very confident in Joe Burrow. Get this thing done. I've been confident in Joe Burrow since LSU, so I never doubt his ability. I still think that he should get the deal done first, <laughs> but... I know Joe ain't like that. Joe going to play if he's healthy, and he's saying he's healthy. We're going to see him then this weekend. I'm happy to see him. I mean, Joe Burrow's one of the best players in his league. Hell of a quarterback. I like to watch him play, man, so I'm happy he's playing. Joe Burrow week one, he got to play. Got because to. remember, last year, week one, Joe Burrow, I believe it was versus your Steelers. I think he had four interceptions. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Then week two against the Cowboys, Cooper Rush. He lost that game. All of a sudden, the Bengals didn't have home field. Shady makes a great point. Bengals don't need home field. They don't need it. But boy, does it help. Yes, it does. It absolutely helps. Okay, let's transition, transition, transition. Because the Lakers made a sneaky, huge signing just yesterday, Christian Wood, if you know anything yep. about the Dallas Mavericks, you know a little bit about his game. Christian Wood signs a two-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers, averaged 17 points per game last season. Now, this isn't a Christian Wood block. It's a LeBron James Lakers block because the Lakers, Shady, as you know, runner-ups to the champs last year, Denver Nuggets. The gap was not close. It was a four-game gap between the Lakers and the Nuggets, and really the Nuggets dominated the Lakers. But have the Lakers put the West on notice in your mind with these offseason additions? Why can't my words get two years, six million dollars for that? Anyway, um, I'm going to say yes. If you look at that Laker roster, they got a solid roster, man. It's a lot of good pieces. And the good thing is they kept a lot of their players they already had that was on the bubble to leave, and they kept them. So I look forward to seeing the Lakers do some good things this year. But 2-5, does it actually do anything in the grand scheme of things? I think it will help the Los Angeles Lakers during the regular season because their bench is deeper. But when it comes to the postseason and we talk about players, okay. does it actually help the Lakers I, get any closer to the Nuggets I, or I, the Sun? I think it does. I'm going to talk strictly on the Nuggets because they beat them. They swept them, actually. Um, when you add Woods to the to the picture, right, I feel like Anthony Davis doesn't want to play just the, the five, right? He wants to play the four. That's his thing. We're playing the wing, shoot some jump shots, fade away. That's what, that's what he wants to do. On defense, when they won the championship in the bubble, when they played um, the Nuggets, they had Dwight Howard. He was playing the five. He was banging up with, with uh, Jokic, yeah. Jokic, and then he was helping out to help out. Um, Anthony Davis was helping out on the, on the backside. Same thing with Woods. You bring Woods in there to kind of be the five, and then Anthony Davis plays the four and helps out. Yep. It's kind of the same thing, and Woods can shoot. Yep. So now the floor is going to be spread out. I, I, it's scary for the Lakers. They got a nice team. Nice team. Yeah, put the, the Lakers should, they West should have been on notice for the Lakers. They were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. Everybody but the Nuggets should be on notice for the Lakers. I don't know how much closer this got them to the Nuggets, but it certainly put them in a better position than they were last year, and the position that they were in last year was further along than everybody else in the West. So, look, every year is different, but they kept a lot of players in the house that they wanted to keep. They, they made some they nice keep. additions. If Anthony Davis and LeBron James are healthy at the end of the season, we know what they're going to be capable of. So I, I think it's a great move, and I, I don't see why any everyone and anyone in the West should be concerned about the Lakers. If they weren't last year, then... You're living life wrong. They were in the Western Conference Finals. I don't care about what happened. Y'all weren't in the Western Conference Finals to compete against the Nuggets at all. So you can talk all you want about getting swept. You didn't make it there to get swept. Um, absolutely. Uh, the Lakers is putting people on notice. And the reason why is, why did Denver Nuggets win the championship? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? LeBron and them was holding their own. And then once them boys came off the bench, you need a little rest. Yeah. Right? That's why they ran through everybody in the playoffs. 
right? So for me, what did the Lakers do? We got to get stronger coming off the bench. We got to make sure we got a really strong roster from top to bottom. And that's what they did. And then you get the addition uh, of Woods. I, I like it. I think they putting people on notice that, hey, we here to compete. And, Try to go get us another. And real quick, Austin Reeves is going to be a beast this year. Last year he had a really, really good year. But this year... I don't know why you're looking at that face. That boy like that. The only and he going to ball more this year. I just, I, I have to. Woo. So, I don't think the Lakers are putting the person who needs to be on notice on notice. It's kind of like when you need to check somebody and instead you're telling everybody else about what you're going to do to them. Right. I don't think the Lakers are putting the Nuggets on no, notice. Not with I think the depth they added. Only because, like, think about what the Nuggets did to the Lakers last year. It truly was not close. Okay. It took AD 40 and 10 to lose. It took LeBron 30 points in the first half to lose. It took the Lakers a, a, a galvanistic effort just to lose. And they got swept, like Shady said. They didn't just lose. They got swept. Yeah. So I think the Lakers, to, to Joy's point, they put everybody else on notice. Warriors, Kings, Suns, uh, Pelicans. But did they I put know. the Nuggets See, I just, on I disagree notice? because of, of what they did, the people they brought back. Now the people that they have coming off the bench, right? The Nuggets beat the Suns up because they didn't have no bench. Yep. Then you go to the Lakers and it's the same thing. Like our our, our starting five can match up. But other than that, when we start rotating, people depth. get tired of foul. We don't have no depth. But the yeah, truth of the matter is, I, but I don't even know if I can agree truly that the Lakers starting five could match up with the Nuggets starting five. Obviously, we know Ooh. Bruce Brown and Brown both were good off the bench. But even when I went, when I look at the Lakers starting five, I still think they needed an impact, an impact. Man, they, they, they so right deep right now, I don't even know the starting five who it is. That's not really like because yeah. If you look at the team, I don't know who the starting five going to be. Yep. Is Hockenmore going to be on the bench or is he going to be a starter? They got depth now. I don't know. I'm telling you, bro, I heard what you're saying. Man, they're going to be good. No, they're going to be good, bro. A lot of depth. Like D'Lo. Like, I feel like last year D'Lo against the Nuggets, he disappeared. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, now we, we got some other players. Well, if you disappear, we got other guys. We got somebody. We got some guys Come for you. Now. We got Come some on. guys for you. Okay, when we return, it's the two-minute drill. Nobody at the desk knows what we are going to talk about, except for me, because I texted the producers during the last <laughs> conversation. Okay, we'll have some fun when we return. Don't go anywhere. Is it about the Eagles? <laughs> trying to get Philly. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Okay, it is time for our two-minute drill. Had to bring a off-camera conversation mm. on camera. Uh -oh. James Jones, you know you already wore the hoodie. Yes, sir. You Talk wore the me. hoodie. Yeah. You, so what James did, I, I don't know if we have the picture or not. There it is. My dog there wore the is. hoodie under his jersey. Look how I thought it was though. tough. Yeah. I thought it was tough. That's swag. What's the consensus on the show? Bruh. That's swag right I thought it was that ain't swag. I started that gangster stuff, man. You people did. people went out there after me with hoodies the on. Hoodies on. The, That's the, how you know it was the, swag. The Packer players did. No. <laughs> Giants players. <laughs> people in the cold. I, I, I never hey, seen it. I hey, saw it. YouTube is whatever you gotta look, do. Look. Go check it out, bro. Hoodie swag. You see, look at the hoodie swag. I don't wanna hate on I didn't wanna let you talk. Look at the hoodie swag. Look at the hoodie swag, bro. Hoodie swag. The sock game looked like I was getting it. I don't want to kill you on, on TV, but I got to. First of all, your sock uh, game is trash. What's wrong with the sock that, game, that's bro? The, that's the mannequin sock game, first of all. <laughs> hey, and number two, bro. you 
don't show mental uh, weakness. Why? Bro. You play for Green Bay. You play in the cold. It's all about results. Hey, wait, 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 wait about that. Hey, it's all about results. And I, I mean, went to work and Joy, me, as bro. the person who thinks she is the best dressed on the show, you have to chime keep in. Keep it real, Joy. Keep it real. I think because, yeah, I, I function in reality. That's why I think that way. No, see, I'm a big hoodie person. And I don't like the cold. Yeah. So. No fingerprints. You're on my side. No fingerprints. Yeah, I. What year is this? It don't matter. Like 11? Hoodie swag. Hoodie swag. It don't matter. You got the Under Armour's on. Come on, you wear Under Armour since 2010? I'm done with it. Hey, that make me want to play right now. You don't have the Nike's on Hoodie Swag. I never wear Under Armour after 2018. No. It don't matter. 2010, he got Under Armour on. It don't matter. I mean, you never Nike it out. Under Armour, the most comfortable cleats out there, boy. You Hey, that's it for us, family. We'll see you. Oh, you see the swag. <laughs> the set now the left.